Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. You guys will definitely know who she is if you are a client at Cut and Conquer. And that is my sister, Jackie. So she is on the coaching staff at Cut and Conquer Fitness. And today we are going to be sharing with you guys some information about morning routines and why they are so important and how you can use this as a tool to really completely transform your life. And I wanted to do this topic with my sister because even though we have some similarities in terms of our passion for fitness and our work ethic and discipline, we're very different when it comes to kind of what works for us in our lives and why. So I feel like we will provide a very interesting dynamic on this topic. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you for being on the podcast. And you can go ahead and start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how a morning routine has helped change your life. Okay. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here sort of sharing with you on this topic. For me, I generally start my morning routine. I try very hard to get it done first thing in the morning, but I do have a young child. So sometimes if she surprises me and wakes up first, then I need to postpone it till some other point in the day, but I always make sure to fit it in. I never think what I find really ironic about how I actually consistently started a morning routine is that I started doing it when I started basically being a client of Cut and Conquer. And that's sort of one of the things we insist upon if you're a client is that you start your day every day by doing a really basic morning routine, writing some affirmations, what your goals are gratitudes, just setting yourself up with like a positive mindset and focusing on what you want in your life and what's going well in your life, what you're, what you're grateful for. However, I also am very passionate about yoga and I've been practicing yoga for years and just always felt like I should get up and meditate every morning. I should meditate. And I never was able to create a solid habit until I started working with Cut and Conquer, which is obviously a little bit more focused on the resistance training side of physical activities. But I have found it to be so powerful and such a great way to start your day, just to get you in that mindset. I often wake up feeling quite overwhelmed. My think go to or default is to start thinking about what I have to do and maybe worrying about different things or almost immediately feeling like I don't have enough time. And I find that doing the morning routine just really helps to get me grounded, 
helped me to first focus on, you know, what has been going well, what I might be looking forward to, those sorts of things. And I just feel a lot calmer and sort of just more more hopeful and less worried, less anxiety as I begin my day. I love that. And there's a few things I want to go back to in terms of what you said there. Some really good points. I think one of the biggest things is you mentioned how even being into yoga previously, but your morning routine had felt almost forced. Like, oh, I should be meditating or I should be doing these things. So I think there's two interesting things that come up when we kind of feel like we're forced to do something. And the first one is your morning routine is meant to serve you. It's meant to help you. It's not something that should that you should be saying like, oh my God, my fitness coach is making me do this morning routine for me. It's something that is there to help you and to serve you. And there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. When you're a client, we do give you a morning routine to start with. But if you're a client who's been working with us for a very long time, you will know as you evolve through your fitness journey, your morning routine will also evolve. The next part of that though, is I feel like far too often in today's society, we shy away from things because we feel resistance to them. Like, oh, I feel resistance towards my morning routine today, so I'm not going to do it. Sometimes when we feel that resistance is when we need to do things the most. So as Jackie said, consistency is very, very important when it comes to something like your morning routine. Because of course, you wake up one day, you do your morning routine. It's not going to change your life in one day. You do it twice a week. It's not going to change your life. You need to... It's a compounding thing that's going to compound over time to make some really impactful shifts in your life. But you have to be consistent with it, even when it does feel forced. Doc, you can probably speak to this as well. I feel like it's it's more important to feel like your morning routine is in alignment with you more so than it's something that you like are pushing through. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And there's definitely days like where I don't really feel like doing it or it's generally those days when something happens in the morning and I can't do it first thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I feel like it's become like brushing my teeth. Like it's mm-hmm. because I've been doing it consistently, I think for maybe like two years or something, like every single day, maybe I've missed one here or there, but pretty much every single day. And so it just begins to be something that you naturally do. I know that I always feel more prepared and like calmer after doing it. I would say I started by doing the basic one that we recommend when you start. And you don't have to do that when you start either. If there's something else that speaks to you or resonates more with you, you you can do something different. But I found it a really good starting point. And I think I often kind of stick with that as like the core of what I do. Mm-hmm. But I more I feel like I'm more free flow journal a little bit more now. So I kind of like maybe address what I'm feeling is triggering me or what I might be worrying about. And I kind of like start writing about how I can address maybe some action step I can take to resolve that or just acknowledging it's outside my control. 
just using it as a way to kind of almost like on paper with a pen talk through how I can resolve issues or I don't know, like set it, set aside worries or things, especially things that are beyond my control. Yeah. I like that because so often we just try to work through things in our head. And if you think about solving a complex math problem in your head, it's pretty challenging. And then you're trying to solve these massive life problems that have maybe been triggers or traumatic past experiences that you've been bringing with you for 20, 30 years, who knows how long. And you're trying to work through this in your head. It's going to be way more challenging than doing 4 times 8 plus 16 divided by 2. So having that ability to write things down, to see it, to bring it into reality and understand like what you're in control of, bring awareness and curiosity to these things that might be coming up in your life, I think is a really powerful tool. Now, of course, some of what we're speaking about is a little more advanced. So we will give you guys some really basic steps and tools that you can start with. But again, I think one of the really important things Jackie mentioned, and I just want to reiterate is start small, like especially with your morning routine, but with anything you're doing in fitness, just start small. Because if you try to implement this massive 30-minute meditation, perfect morning routine, and you've never done it before, it's probably going to last a couple of days. Just like when you start a fitness program, you're doing 75 hard and you do everything perfect for three days and then you can't keep up with it. Just start small and then you can build on that. Absolutely. For myself, I also... Part of it's obviously my my background in yoga, but I generally do some kind of breath work in the morning. There's a couple of my favorites. One is called Kapalabhati and it's sort of like a very energizing breath. There's another one called Nadi Shodha that's designed to balance the hemispheres of the brain to sort of balance up the masculine feminine energy at any time, like just taking a very deep breath or a few deep breaths and really noticing how deeply you're breathing can be so powerful to calm your nervous system. It sends signals to the nervous system that you are safe and that you can relax because a lot of our stress, unlike historically, you know, caveman style, you know, you'd be stressed by something trying to eat you or some kind of, I don't know, something's chasing you or you're starving to death or these like really primal needs not being met or primal fears. Whereas now I feel like most of our stress comes from um, you know, internalizing thoughts and kind of repeating those thoughts, which I find is another reason it's so important to actually write it down. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a bunch of, say you're having a conflict with someone, if you're holding all that in and rehashing it and rethinking it, bringing it up over and over again in your head, if you can just put it on paper for some reason, it will feel like it's kind of taken out of your body. And it's there. You can you can go back to it if you need it, but you don't have to keep running over and over and over it in your head, which actually creates the same levels of stress as actually being in the situ in the situation of conflict. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I know a lot of the listeners to this podcast they do struggle with things like anxiety and some things that I've learned just through research and various podcasts is. And I've I've implemented this as well. Even I don't per se struggle so much with conventional anxiety. 
like the day-to-day anxiety, maybe a little bit of social anxiety, but I do get overwhelmed sometimes. And Jackie, I know you mentioned at the beginning, like when you wake up, if you're a mom or you're busy, you have a job, all these things, like we wake up and immediately we just go into that reactive state. And then if you do or have struggled with anxiety, that's just going to make it even more overwhelming for you, right? So even just... This isn't exactly related to a morning routine, but asking yourself the question of, am I safe right now? And then connecting to your breath because your breath is like the life force of everything. You can probably speak to that more so than I can, but bringing it back to your breath, breathing, controlling your breathing, and just reminding yourself that you are safe. There is no immediate harm to you. And it can really, really calm your mind down and bring you back into that proactive state where you are in control and you have the awareness around making proper decisions. Because if you think about all the decisions you make that end in self-sabotage or that turn into a negative thought about yourself, those usually stem from an emotional response, right? So if we can become in control of our emotions, we can make those logical decisions that are actually going to push us forward in life towards our goals and not keep us stuck, like Jackie said, rehashing and reiterating all of these stressful thoughts that are inside of our brain. Yeah. The other thing that I like to include is some chanting. I do sometimes, I, I learned quite a few Sanskrit chants through doing my yoga training and being a yoga practitioner. And for some reason, actually the chants in Sanskrit, I find because I, like, I kind of got the gist of what the meaning is behind them, but they're also almost a little bit challenging to like actually fully translate but it's almost like because you're not vocalizing something that has a particular meaning to you it's almost somehow even more calming like you're not thinking about the meaning of the the lyrics mm-hmm. but obviously not everyone is you know is that's not going to be the everyone's jam so I find like just putting on like a song you really love and actually singing to it as well. Like vo- the the vocal vibration of actually, you know, singing or chanting can be very calming as well. And again, it t- sort of takes you away from that busyness of the mind. Um, like if you've got all these anxieties or, you know, to do's or whatever it is running through your mind, it's, pretty hard to keep those running over and over in your mind if you're like singing along to your favorite song. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of things kind of disappear and you just get lost in that moment of the song. Also, you know, anytime you get a chance, like dancing, just dance like a fool when no one's around. (laughs) See, I feel like that's where we're different because like I would never chant and I would never dance. (laughs) I love the concept and I think it works very well for some people, even some of our clients, but like for me, it would not work. It would make me feel more stressed out. You've got to do what works for you. (laughs) Um, But on that note, before I forget this piece of information, a cool experiment that you guys can try. Now it's funny because I actually did this for the first time when I was in grade 12 And my psychology teacher got us to do this. We went for like this nature hike (laughs) and we sat alone in the woods for one hour. 
And we just did a free flow journaling exercise where... And I mean, I took it really seriously. It was a grade 12. So I'm pretty sure probably no one else did. But <laughs> And this, this actually changed my life because I still think about it all the time. And it, it made me shift my thinking. And you write down every single thought that flows through your brain. And your hand is definitely aching by the end of it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be legible. But you start to realize how many of the thoughts you think are the same thing. And how many of them are not uplifting. And when you can get all of those thoughts out, and then you can become aware of what actually goes through your head, you can almost start to create space for new thoughts and new ideas and new opportunities that you might not have recognized before. Because you realize that the majority of your thoughts on a daily basis are the exact same thing. And it almost becomes shocking because you're like, wow, I am wasting my brain power thinking the same things over and over and over and over and over and over. So I really like that exercise. And I, I think everyone should do it. It's a big exercise, but I feel like everyone should do it like at least once a year, minimum. <laughs> and if an hour is too long, just that. do like 10 minutes. Yeah, I have not tried that one for like that that sort of length of time, but I could see it would be actually interesting to do it yearly and then kind of compare because I bet you would see a big shift if you've done a lot of personal growth work or you know work work trying to shift more from if you if you tend to go into negative thinking spirals or be very hard on yourself have you know or bought not the word is not coming to me, but just you know that you're not that that positive about your own body image, maybe, or your level of confidence or your self worth. Be very interesting to even look back like a few years and be like, wow, look at the difference from when I started, you know, spending time to learn and practice how to improve this area of my life to from then till now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know Jackie can speak to this. Brittany can speak to this. Like at Cut and Conquer, I would say 100% all of our clients who consistently do their morning routine, they all have the best results. There's not a single client who doesn't do their morning routine, who doesn't have outstanding results. And I would say there isn't a client who misses their morning routine, who has the best results they could possibly have. So Believe it or not, like I'm telling you, there is a strong correlation between a consistent morning routine and your results, not just in fitness, but in life. I would definitely say that many, many clients express that they are surprised at the results they're getting in their life outside of fitness Mm -hmm. and how much impact the mindset work has overall on every aspect of their life and that they have gotten so much more out of the program than what they were anticipating to get. And a lot of that was not necessarily their physical results. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So another thing as well that I feel like will be a good little segue before we go into more specifics for what people can actually do Something that we do at Cut and Conquer in general is like intention setting. And I think a lot of people, especially just general, the general public, 
They always start their day with the utmost best intention. And every day they tell themselves, today is going to be the day. And they say, I'm going to be healthy all day. And they have their green juice. And then everything goes to shit by the end of the day. That's, I think, very common. Like I would say most people live their days that way. And it's, I think it's important to recognize how damaging that is for you mentally. Because every day you are telling yourself, you're going to have the best day. Every day you're telling yourself it's going to be all these things you're going to do and you never follow through with it. Never, ever, ever. And every time you do that, you are breaking promises to yourself. Every time you do that, your self-integrity is taking a massive hit. So is your self-confidence. And I can't... like. No wonder you're not where you want to be because you say you're going to do all this stuff and you've never done it. So why would you trust yourself to ever follow through? So if you are going to set an intention for yourself, set a realistic intention that you know you can follow through with because that's going to actually build up your integrity and build up your self-confidence. And even if that day isn't the perfect day, well, you can build on what you accomplished that day so that you can do a little bit more tomorrow. So instead of telling yourself you're going to be perfect every day, tell yourself you're going to have a healthy breakfast and you're going to do a 10-minute workout and then do it. And then the next day you can improve because if you just keep saying you're going to go to the gym every single day and you're going to eat all this healthy food and you never do it, that's going to be your reality. You're going to keep telling yourself it and you're never going to make any progress. For sure. I find when clients have followed through with whatever they have set as something they want to complete, it's strange because it's on, it's all online, but you can almost hear the confidence mm-hmm. in communication that that they are you know so proud of themselves they're feeling so much more confident they feel like they can do it they can tackle more and it just kind of the momentum just builds in a positive direction whereas if you set your expectations too high and then keep kind of letting yourself down by not being able to complete what you've set out it momentum unfortunately kind of exactly we we want to raise <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. And like, it's crazy how much you can actually feel a client's energy through virtual communication. And I I agree that I like, I think we should always have high expectations for ourselves and we should always be trying to raise the waterline in terms of the standard we hold ourselves to. But you're not going to be able to do that if you're consistently breaking promises. So, again, start small. Yeah, like if you you haven't learned how to swim yet, start with the shallow end, not not the deep end. Yeah. And then one one more thing. This is if you're a client or if you're not a client. When we're speaking about morning routine, your morning routine is for your mindset. If you think about the word mindset, what is your mind set on? So your your morning routine should always, always be incorporating an aspect for your mind. There are different types of learners. Like some people are more visual or some people like to learn more through movement. But if you're more, if you're telling us your morning routine is to do your skincare and brush your teeth, well, you can have great skin and a shit mind and you're not going to be very successful. So your morning routine is not your skincare routine. Can that be like an element of it? It definitely can be. But doing your skincare is not going to help your mind. Like there's nothing, there's no correlation there between what you're setting your mind on and having great skin. And I'm all for skincare, but that's not a morning routine, you guys. 
Not the kind we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Weighing yourself, not a morning routine. Yes, we can create a habit and then stack on that. Like if you do your skincare and then that triggers you to do your affirmations and to look in the mirror and to give yourself a high five and to then move into a mindset routine, then great. But if you're just weighing yourself and doing your skincare every single day and that's your morning routine, it's not going to drive the needle forward in your life. Sorry. So yeah, I think really a big part of having a routine like this and just general way of thinking throughout the day is just to have more awareness, have more awareness of what kind of thoughts you're having, of how often you're having them, how you can shift those thought patterns. Because if you're not even aware that you're constantly you know, rehashing a negative experience or a fear or you know whatever you might be focusing on that is not where you want to be headed have clarity in where you want to be going in your goals and how you want to portray yourself in life how you want to feel about the actions you take how you want other people to see you and how you want them to see you showing up and then use that awareness. So when you recognize that you're not moving towards those intentions, stop yourself and figure out how you can shift that, that negative thinking to something positive, replace it with a positive thought before you start spiraling into more negative. Yep. I, like that a lot. Awareness is literally literally the the key to everything. If you're not aware of something, there's no possible way you're going to be able to shift it or change it or transform. Going a little bit deeper here, like I feel that both myself and my sister used to be constant negative thinkers. Like that was just our normal. That was kind of like just our autopilot default way of thinking. And I think we both had to really work on becoming aware that that's how we were. And it wasn't like an overnight thing, but you have to do it every day and you have to make the decision that you're going to be willing to do that. And you have to be willing to put your ego aside and kind of get out of your own way and be like, okay, like these are the thoughts that I'm having. I need to have the courage to start to shift this. Otherwise, I'm going to stay stuck. And a lot of people almost get addicted to negative thinking. And it can almost... like I don't want to say bring you joy, but it can almost just feel like it's what you're supposed to do. And you can almost glorify putting yourself down or putting your life down. But you have to think like... This This is what like changed for me at the beginning was I had to tell myself, like, what have I got to lose? Like, If I'm... I can just pretend that I have positive thoughts. I have nothing to lose. Like I'm negative right now. Worst case, I stay negative. So why not just try? Yeah, it's it can it can definitely be I found it an, a massive challenge in my life. And for like literally decades, I didn't realize how focused I was on negative, how much I was sharing with other people around me, you know, like all the things I was dissatisfied with or when someone annoyed me or when I was upset about something, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not really, I mean, 
definitely now, like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be, you know, putting out that more negativity. Like it almost like it just snowballs something bad happens to you. You talk about it instead of focusing on how you can resolve it or how you can ensure it's better next time or how you can just sit and be with it because it's happened and it's done. You can't, you can't change it. And we don't want to keep stuck in that. We want to, you know, move forward and spend our time thinking about what is positive in our lives, what's serving us, what do we want more of? Because whatever we focus on, that is what we tend to bring more of into our life. So if we're focused on what is dissatisfying, you know, that's what's that's what kind of what we're looking for. You're almost like drawing it in by by constantly focusing on it. But if you can try to find the positive, maybe try to find a lesson in something, then you know, you can shift that into a more positive frame of mind and move forward in a more positive way. Totally, totally agree. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to, I guess, list off a few things that I've done for my morning routine because my morning routine has shifted from when I started doing it to what I do now. I used to actually do more of a morning routine. I felt like I actually used to need a longer morning routine than I do now. But again, there, there'll probably be a point in my life in which I decide I, I do need a longer morning routine again. And that's part of the, the great thing about it is your morning routine can transform and you will very much find that a morning routine will work for you for a period of weeks or months. And then you'll start to feel like it's not really hitting and it'll just start to feel like you're going through the motions. And like that's when you know it's time to change something up. So I used to do meditation and I used to do goal setting, gratitudes, affirmations, and success motivation. Like that used to all be incorporated into one and it worked really well. But now, right now, all that I do for my morning routine is a success motivation track. And then I journal my affirmations. And when I'm journaling my affirmations, I'm not just journaling them and writing them out just to do it. Like I make sure that I feel it. I make sure that I'm becoming that person in my affirmations. And I think that one thing that a lot of people get wrong when they are trying to think positive or they're trying to manifest something in their life is they 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 don't actually visualize themselves becoming that person or doing the work or enjoying it or embracing the process. They just like write down, I am fit. Like I am healthy. I am strong. But like, how are you going to get there? Right? Like I am loving every minute of challenging myself mentally and physically in the gym. Like that gave me goosebumps just thinking about it. Right? So like, don't just focus on the destination, focus on the journey and become that person. And sometimes it can be powerful to like include a bit of a why in there, like, like a little bit deeper as to, you know, why you, you want to be more fit or whatever. Like I'm, I'm strong and powerful and healthy and able to better serve myself and my community or, you know, yeah, or for my for my kids or for my 
partner or my job or whatever you are passionate about, whatever drives you with our clients sometimes too. So we, when they, when they start anyway, we'll typically get them to focus on a couple goals, one or two goals. And some people will find that setting a, a different goal daily really works for them. But then some people, like for me, I like to keep the same goal. Like I like to keep the same goal until I've basically achieved it <laughs> just because it keeps it at the forefront of my mind. But you might find you're someone who likes to set like a different goal every day. Like today I'm going to do X amount of steps or today I'm going to hit this water goal or today I'm going to try this new thing in the gym or do this certain exercise with X amount of weight or reps or whatever. So that can also be an aspect to incorporate as setting a daily or weekly goal for yourself. If you're struggling with like, what do I want? Or what is my goal? I find often to think about it from a feelings perspective can be really helpful. Mm. So I can find sometimes I find it to be easier if I'm like, well, I want to feel more joy. And then it seems easier to come up with things that make you feel joy and then go, okay, well, I'm going to do more of that. Like, I love to be outside. I feel really relaxed and joyful when I'm in nature or, you know, I, I enjoy doing yoga. I enjoy paddling. I enjoy. So if you can kind of sometimes take away the, I don't know, just shift it to more of a perspective of what makes you feel good. Mm. That can sometimes help you to get a little bit more direction on what it is that you want. I like that too, because I've actually had this come up with a few clients recently where they're setting these goals. And I asked them, like, are you setting this goal because you think it's something that I want you to do? Or are you setting this goal because it's something you want to do? And all, like, not all of them, but a couple of them were like, you know what? Honestly, I feel like I'm setting this goal because I feel like you want me to do this thing. And I'm like, no, like, don't like unset that goal right now. And <laughs> like, Let's set a goal that is really gonna like make you feel accomplished and like something that you really want to achieve. Don't just set a goal of doing four workouts per week because you think that's what I want you to do. Like, let's set a goal that's gonna really like align with with your life and and who you are. And I think to like be prepared to just fail, <laughs> like honestly, to just fail over and over and over. I had a really stressful situation coming up this week with an strata AGM situation. And all week I was like, I am going to stay calm. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> let this get out of hand. And I listened to podcasts. I took a seminar <laughs> about problem solving. I, I did my journaling. I did my morning routine before the meeting. I did a workout, get that energy out. I listened to a song. I liked, I was like, yeah, I got this. I, and you know what? I didn't, <laughs> I lost, I lost my shit in the, in the meeting. <laughs> and you know what? And then I just had to say, you know what? I did my best. I have made progress. I tried, I made all these efforts. I have learned, I have grown a lot, maybe from, how I would have responded to that a couple of years ago or a year ago. But I was, I think after it, I was like just very disappointed, fairly disappointed in myself. And I, I was 
being pretty hard on myself for not letting go that I kind of like lost my shit. So just whatever your goals are, just because you don't succeed, like just keep going, keep trying, keep, you know, you might, or you might even master, feel like you've mastered something and then realize at some point, uh oh, nope, it's, you know, here I am again facing the same struggle that I have faced in the past. So just be prepared, like, especially if it's something that's important to you, especially if it's something challenging and it's worth it, it's not going to be easy. And you're probably going to need to try and fail multiple times. Yeah. When you were speaking about that, like the thing that came to my mind was binge eating because that's something I used to struggle with. That's something a lot of our clients have struggled with and still do. And I think a lot of people just assume that like their binge eating will get fixed or like, oh, Christina's a great coach. She's going to help me fix my binge eating. Like, yes, you can definitely heal and you can definitely overcome binge eating. Absolutely, you can. But just because you end up giving into an urge to binge doesn't mean that you failed in healing that aspect of you or in overcoming that. And we'll have a lot of clients be able to vouch for that is like, say you don't binge for, I don't know, three months. And then suddenly you find yourself giving into that urge and you feel like, oh my God, everything is now ruined and I'm back to square one. Well, no, you're not. And one of the most powerful things, no matter what your obstacle is, is being able to learn from that failure and bounce back. Because if every time you fail and you screw up, your default is to downward spiral and get down on yourself and be hard on yourself, that's what you're going to do every time. And you are never going to heal. And you are never going to get any better than you were. So like my favorite quote right now, I don't know whose quote it is. It's not mine, but it's like experts fail more times than beginners even try. Like, I love that. And I know like Brittany as well has been talking a lot about failure in the client group. And I think that's something we've all really been working on helping our clients embrace at Cut and Conquer is failure is a good thing. Like you should be failing and you need to be okay with it because you can learn so much from your failures. You can learn so much from your weaknesses and you can't be afraid of that. If you're not failing, you're probably playing way too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, this kind of brings back to what we were talking about at the beginning, because I know both <laughs> both my sister and I have perfectionistic tendencies. And I feel like I have managed to very much let go of mine. And I think my sister... I like, have not. But you're working on it. <laughs> I'm trying. Yes. But um, being a perfectionist or in the past being one... I used to overanalyze everything and try to make the exact right move every single time. And it would take me 800 years to make a simple decision or get a simple thing done because I was too busy focusing on how it needed to be perfect and how this had to go a certain way and this and that and the other thing. And it was because I didn't want it to be not good enough and I didn't want it to fail. And I was scared that it had to be the best thing ever or it was going to ruin my life. And I just had to let go of that because it was not serving me. Like as we spoke about at the beginning, those thoughts of trying to do everything right and overanalyzing, it's going to keep you stuck and it's going to keep you complacent. And of course, my sister can speak to this more, but like it's a process and you just need to become aware of that and keep moving forward. I actually love this quote as well that one of our clients, April, had posted in the private in our in our Facebook group. And 
It says, what happened has happened. Give your energy to what matters and what you want to manifest. So, you know, I feel like we're always either living in the past or the present. Sorry, not the past or the present. The past or the future. Generally, we spend very much little time in the present moment. Our mind is always focused on what has happened or what we're, we're looking forward to, what we're worried about happening. And that's what I realized this morning. A lot of my fears and my anxiety and my anger and whatever was coming up for me was coming out of that anticipation of what is going to happen in the future. And this was part of my journaling today is I wrote down like, you're fearing what hasn't even happened. You're, you're creating, you know, who has created those little scenarios in their head or you're pissed off with somebody. You create a great little conversation that you'd have with them to like prove them wrong or (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm sure everyone does it. So I was like, you know, just let it go, drop it. It's you're worrying and stressing yourself out over all these things that have not even happened yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally agree on that one. Also, that's, that's another great thing about breath is breath will bring <laughs> you into the present. Yes. It's very grounding. And if you're someone who like, maybe all of this is very I don't want to say overwhelming to you, but it, it's just a lot to take in. And you can also purchase like on Amazon or literally anywhere. There's some really great journals and diaries that have like little prompts in them, like the gratitude journal. If you're just like, I want a journal or I want to do affirmations, but I don't even know where to begin. But some of our clients start with those or some of our clients also have like little quote cards or incantations and like it just prompts something in their mind or like there'll be a prompt like, what is one thing you were grateful for today? And that's like a really good place to start, I think. Yeah, definitely that will will help to, you know, see which things work for you. Cause actually, Christina, you got me one of those for Christmas. And I've kind of for a while I was doing a little bit more consistently, but I was doing my morning routine and then I would do that one at night because it was actually kind of more of like a reflecting on your day the way it was set out. Mm. And it was it was very interesting. There were components of it that I found, you know, really helpful. And then other components I was like, eh. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, what did you eat today? And I was like, well, that's kind of, <laughs> you know, not something I need to journal about because <laughs> I already recorded it all. But but it definitely gave me, you know, some other ideas that were valuable and that I could build upon. Yeah, absolutely. I think like that's the most valuable thing about things like that is it helps you determine what what works for you. A couple other things that I think are in like a good component to add to your morning routine would be uh, potentially stretching, yoga, movement, meditation, gratitude. My favorite in the fitness industry, Ben Popelski, like he said one time, it's very challenging to feel any negative emotion at the same time that you feel gratitude. So if you are ever feeling anger, if you're ever feeling stress, depression, anxiety, if you can find something to be grateful for, those negative feelings are going to fade because you can't be grateful and negative at the same time. So I like that. I use that all the time. And I know it sounds funny, you guys. And you, if you follow me, you've probably heard me say this, but I always bring it back to, I am so fucking grateful that I have legs because like... I'm My so life, grateful you have legs too. Like, can you imagine? And this is nothing against anyone who doesn't have legs, but like, 
imagine not having legs. And like, you're just filled with gratitude every time you imagine that. So I always bring it back to that one whenever I'm upset about anything is like, I am truly so grateful for my legs. And it just makes me happy. And like, I, I sound silly, but it works for me. There is really a lot to be to be grateful. I know you mentioned the other day, just, you know, some things like we just don't really consider in North America, like just, you know, how lucky we truly are. Like you were mentioning, you know, we're not in a war zone. Mm-hmm. We're bitching and complaining about, you know, maybe having to be on a diet, but we get to choose that as opposed to maybe having no food available to us. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we just kind of really can lose sight of just how fortunate we are. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully this helps you guys. I have one, one final little tip for you guys before we tune out today. And that is when you guys are journaling or doing your affirmations or setting those goals, I find it's very impactful to create them, think them, speak them, write them as if you've already achieved that goal or you already are that person. So instead of saying like, I want to be fit, really embody it. I am fit. Whatever your goal is, if you're trying to hit a certain, even if it's a weight loss goal, you're trying to hit a certain number on the scale, you're trying to feel a certain way, embody it as if you've already made it happen. It's already your reality. It's already the present moment. Because like Jackie said, the present is the only thing that is real. The present is the only thing that really matters. And that is going to feel awkward as shit at first. You're going to be like, this feels so... Like to so many people, it feels so inauthentic and just like you're trying to trick yourself or something. But just stick with it. You know, believe that that is who you are becoming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It all comes down to consistency. So thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. Thank you, Jackie, for joining me today. I appreciate having you on, especially for this episode. Awesome. Thank you. And if you guys got value, and if you guys are going to try some of these tips or start a morning routine or maybe shift your morning routine... Let me know. We love to see who is tuning in. We love to see who is listening. Take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story. Go ahead and tag me at Nifina. Jackie is at yogi.jackie. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nifina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.